Hello everyone and welcome to our Threshold podcast. We are so happy that you have taken time to join us today and we pray that you will be absolutely encouraged by the plethora of messages and encouraging words that we share here in our church. Threshold is a family of believers based in East Riding of Yorkshire in the wonderful city of Hull and our head pastors are Pastor Deborah and Philip Banda. Be blessed. Let us go to uh, Isaiah 61. I've enjoyed this series, uh, starting with what Pastor Phil taught us. It's been awesome. Everyone else enjoying it? Yeah? So today we're looking at a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Now I'm going to try to keep this very simple. I will try to um, unpack it and make it very understandable. It's, very, it's quite difficult looking at this prophecy and this, and this passage of scripture to really simplify it because we are talking about Jesus. And the whole essence of our faith is about Jesus. So really and truly, I will try not to bombard you with a lot of scripture, because I can give you the whole Bible reading, because this is about Jesus, amen. So I'll try and minimize the amount of scripture that I'll give you today, um, just to really simplify it, and make it very practical for us to, to go and have a great week, and live the rest of our lives in complete surrender, amen. Isaiah 61 verse 1 says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty. So we say a crown of beauty. Instead of ashes. The oil of joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Amen. I love that. I love that. You know, as you read the rest of the passage, um, you know, I... Isaiah just simplifies it as you go on. And we see also in Luke 4 when Jesus quotes the same scripture and telling us that it's fulfilling this prophecy that I was given. Amen? Now, doing some research on this and what does it really mean and just picking up from where our pastors left off, I love it because there's some simplicity in this small passage of scripture that I'm looking at today. If we look at very closely... And look at the second part of what we're teaching on today. The latter part of verse 3. It says, And a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Instead of a spirit of despair. Instead of a spirit of despair. 
Now that tells me that there is an exchange that we're looking at here. There is a spirit of despair amongst us, amongst every single one of us, that Jesus was coming to lift that and to take that from us. Amen? So he's come to give us a what? A garment of praise. Now, just looking at that interestingly already, because I can already feel the power of God just really dressing us with this garment. I just kind of started looking at what is a garment, right? So I can really understand what is Jesus really coming to do in our lives. And I discovered that a garment is an outer piece of clothing, right? It's like a coat or a robe. So you wear it on top of uh, either your clothes, you know. And if we can look at the Bible, we can see Joseph was given a coat of many colors, right? If you meet someone in the prophetic, I'm sure Pastor Phil could probably explain as to why this, the colors may mean. Some people have taught him that very well. Okay, but it's a coat, it's a gift that was given up to him that he would wear, and it made him feel very special. And his brothers were jealous of him. And that coat played a key role when they framed his murder and said that he was killed and that coat was given to his father. There's proof that he was dead, right? So that coat. We also see that garment, that coat, in, uh, when the prodigal son comes back and is given a robe and told, dress up, given a ring, to say, okay, you're back in the family. So a coat, something very special, right? Are we following? So it's a special, it's a garment, it's a coat, it's an outer piece of clothing. This is what Jesus has come to give us. He's come to us as a covering. And I'll break that down a bit more further and then we'll tie it up very nicely. Now this is a garment of praise. It's a garment of praise. Now let's look at the word praise. Now praise and worship are often used interchangeably uh, almost all the time. And I think uh, Reverend Boosie taught us on the difference between praise and worship a few years ago, if you remember that. That was awesome. I feel I really grew from that teaching uh, quite a few years ago, and I still remember that. And I remember this as I was uh, just looking at the word praise and worship, and I was like, wow, you know, this, you know, it drew some solid ground in my spiritual life, and it's contributed massively to where I am today. Now, praise is an expression of approval or admiration. So we can either praise people or we can praise God. Alright? So, in reference to God, praise is an acknowledgement and appreciation of what He has done for you or what He has done for me. Praise is an acknowledgement and appreciation of what God has done for you or what He has done for me. Now, this is a garment of praise that we're talking about here. We're talking about Jesus giving us a garment of praise. Now, I'm really trying to simplify this for us so we get it and the role that Jesus has come to play in our lives. Amen? A garment of praise. This is something that we should wear 
all the time. If I had time, I would go into the beginning of music and how music was in heaven and who was in charge of music in heaven and how this person was wearing all sorts of instruments within him. We are born to worship. Let's look at Psalm 69 and see. Now, we all know that as we speak of praise and worship, I don't think there's any other better example in the Bible than to look at what David was saying throughout his life. He was a man known as a man after God's own heart. And we're going to look at David a bit more in detail later on uh, in a few minutes. But I just want us to look at Psalm 69 to start with. From verse 30. Just verse 30 actually for now. Just verse 30. David says, I will praise God's name in song. And glorify him with thanksgiving. I will praise God's name in song. And glorify him with thanksgiving. There is a correlation between praise and song. A continuous singing and praising him from within us. Amen. It's a daily walk of praising him, whether you're singing in the shower or you're singing within your heart. I just want to challenge us to continue to lift up God from within us in every single moment of our lives. Now let's look at Psalm 148 just to tie these two scriptures together. Again, another psalm written by David. Psalm 148. And I'll just read from verse 1. It says, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights above. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all His heavenly hosts. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you shining stars. Praise Him, you highest heavens. And you waters above the skies. Let them praise the name of the Lord. For his command they were created. And he established them forever and ever. He issued a decree that will never pass. Praise the Lord from the earth. You great sea creatures. And all ocean depths. Everything was created to praise God. The sun, the moon, the heavens, the angels, the skies, the waters, the land, created to praise God. This is a cultural walk. A continuous walk with Jesus that not even a single part of our bodies can get rid of. I will follow All of creation to praise Him. Are we part of creation? Yes. 
We are. Amen? We're created in God's image to glorify and worship Him. Amen? Let's look at Isaiah 43 verse 7. Just to tie this up with what David was saying. I love this. Because it's really helping me to understand why praise is very important. Praise is not something that we come to church on a Sunday and do and then go back to the rest of the week and live our lives as though we have done nothing. But it's a daily devotion to Christ. It's a daily devotion to our Lord. Amen. Praise is a lifestyle. Isaiah 43 verse 7. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Wow. Wow. Whom I formed and made. We learned a couple weeks ago that we was to be bestowed on us a crown of beauty instead of ashes. And we learned that during these times when people used to be mourning, they would wear a sack of clothing just to kind of show to everyone around them that they were mourning or in mourning. And Jesus was to come and bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of his crown. Instead of ashes. Amen. And likewise, I feel this ties in very well on this garment of praise. Instead of a spirit of despair. Now, I remember when I first gave my life to Christ and before I started working with God, I was a DJ, right? So, <laughs> of course, I had a collection of music. <laughs> Pastor David remembers those days. So, you know, I love music, right? And if you look at the world that we're in today, there is this sort of competition between worldly music and godly music, right? There is this massive competition, you know? So, we have things like X Factor and all these things and... The challenge that I set upon myself is whenever I'm listening to an artist, I always ask myself, whom are they praising? That's the question that I always ask myself. Whom are they praising? If they're praising God, then it's easy for me to listen to them. So here I was, I had all this collection of music and i just given my life to Christ. And I remember going home one day and I had, there was a battle within myself, right? So I took all my CDs, about a couple hundred of them, and I put them in the bin downstairs. I said, you know what? Because there was a battle within me to say, you know what? Take away this music and replace it with something else. That's what I strongly felt within myself. Throw away this music and replace it with something else. So I remember approaching uh, Auntie Tandy and trying to give me some CDs. Um, Cece Winans, I think it was it. Winans. Winans, Winans, whatever. But she really helped me. 
a lot, you know. So she gave me some of this music, and I remember asking a few friends for some music that was different to what I was used to. So I took this and I put it in the bin, and I, was, I stayed a couple of days. Uh, I didn't really have much of a collection. Nowadays, there's quite a lot of godly music out there. Thank God for Bethel, Hillsong, and the likes, and people that are really, you know, putting godly music out there. But after a couple of days, there was a struggle. I missed this music, so I went downstairs and I got my music back. <laughs> I started playing it again. And after a few days, I was like, nah, this is not working. So I took it back down and chucked it in the bin. The bin one was taking long to come. <laughs> and <laughs> I remember thinking, ah, this is not it. So I put it back again. But once and for all, once I put it in the bin again, the bin man came and took away the music, and I had nothing left. And the only thing I was left to do now was to focus on getting some new music that I could worship to. This was the journey that I took in exchanging some of this music that we listen to up there. If you feel sad, I'm pretty sure you can find a song that can, you know, relate to your sadness. If you type in whatever name you type in up there, right? There are some really strange things that people sing out there. But as I began to replace that with this praise and worship of Jesus, something special began to happen. And I just want to invite you to this experience that as you begin to continuously walk in praise and worship of Jesus, deliberately as you choose what to listen to and as you choose what to watch on a daily basis, I want to challenge you that something will begin to happen to your life. And sometimes we think that the best way to get a breakthrough is to get our heads laid on, you know, with the hands of the anointed ones. That may work for a time, but if we don't change our cultural lifestyle in exchanging how we live our lives when we are not in change, we could be wasting time laying hands on you. You could have a long journey in breaking free from the bondages that you have if you don't realize that we have been given a garment of praise in exchange for that despair that you're still suffering with, that despair that you carry, that addiction that you struggle with on a daily basis, that you don't know how, I challenge you to go back to basics and ask you one simple question. Whom are you praising? Whom are you praising? Now, defining what despair is. Despair is the complete loss or absence of hope. Isn't that amazing? A garment of praise in exchange for the complete loss or absence of hope. Now, that tells me that when you don't realize that you have been given this garment of praise, there is a tendency to be hopeless in many situations or in many circumstances or in some parts of your life there is the absence of hope. Does it make sense? Now Jesus has come to give us hope. Despair is not part of us. We are not living a life of hopelessness. Not anymore. But instead a life of freedom. 
What is it that you're struggling with? That you feel you don't have any freedom? That is despair. That is despair. That is despair. So we turn to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. The beginning and the end. The alpha and the omega. Now I want to share with you one last powerful story in the Bible of a king who was tormented, a king who was in despair to a point where his advisors turned to him and said, look, you are really tormented. I think we need to find you somebody that can play something. We need to find you somebody that can play some sort of instrument of praise so that whenever the spirit comes upon you, you will be set free. I think this was the last resort that these advisors had for the king because this was really tormenting him. This must have been <laughs> terrible. Let's look at 1 Samuel, verse 16. I love this story. I love this story. Because it tells me that every single one of us, if we can take the advice of this king that I listened to his advisors and say, okay, what can I really do if I'm really struggling with something? How can I really begin? Where can I start? And he had somewhere to start. First Samuel 16, um, I believe from verse 14. Sometimes I believe we need people that will say, hey, what is it that you're struggling with? Is it pornography? Okay, let, let, me, let me just have a look and see what sort of music you're listening to. That is quite simple and practical, right? If your favorite artist is singing about, then perhaps, <laughs> what is it that you're watching, right? It could be the movies, right? Praise. This is the battle of the soul. Now, let's look at 1 Samuel 16. I'll read from verse uh, 14. David in Saul's service. Now, the spirit of the Lord had departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord tormented him. Saul's attendants say to him, See, an evil spirit from God is tormenting you. Let our Lord command his servants here to search for someone who can play the lion. How awesome is that? He will play. When the evil spirit from God comes on you, you will feel better. So Saul said to his attendants, find someone, desperate king, right? Find me anyone who plays well and bring him to me. One of the servants answered, I have seen a son of Jesse. Now he was a man who was known now and seen as a man who is in constant worship and singing to God, even when he was in the field, in the bush, he was known as a man who was consistently in surrender to God. That is awesome, isn't it? And I'd like to challenge every single one of us that as we live our lives in complete surrender of God, someone is watching, and may God use you as a breakthrough for somebody else. I have seen a son of Jesse of Bethlehem who knows how to play the lion. He is a brave man and a warrior. He was only a shepherd. 
He speaks well and is a fine looking man. And the Lord is with him. Then Saul sent his messengers to Jesse and said, Send me your son David, who is with the sheep. So Jesse took a donkey loaded with bread, a skin of wine, and a young goat, and sent them with his son David to Saul. David came to Saul and entered his service. Saul liked him very much, and David became one of his armor bearers. Then Saul sent word to Jesse, saying, Allow David to remain in my service, for I am pleased with him. Whenever the Spirit of God came on Saul, David would take upon his life and play. Then relief would come to Saul. Everybody say relief. He would do better and the evil spirit would leave him. Wow. Wow. Let us please stand. He would feel better and the evil spirit will leave him. I just want us to, um, just to stretch our hands towards God and just to stretch our hands towards heaven. To say, Father, we want to live in constant worship with you, Jesus. We want to come to that point where every single part of our lives can worship you. That our experience of spending time in your presence is not only something that we do on Sundays when there's a pastor standing in front of us, but every single day, Lord, when I wake up in the morning, may my heart surrender to you. Every hour that I'm at work, oh God, may those around me, my workers, my colleagues, begin to know and realize and recognize your power in me. That even as they go back home, oh God, they begin to testify to one another that surely there is somebody that I know who can help you with this. There is somebody I have seen whom the Spirit of God is with him who can help you set you free. Set us free, oh God as we live in constant surrender to your name. You are the beginning and the end, oh God. You are the very one that we desire. You are the author of my faith. You have a plan and a purpose for my life, oh God. You have a plan and a purpose for me, Jesus. Despair is not my portion. Worry is not my portion. Nothing in this world, Heavenly Father, should trouble me to a point of despair. But rather, teach me, O oh God, how to live in constant surrender to you, O oh Father. Open up my eyes, Heavenly Father, that I may realize this garment of praise that you have bestowed upon me. This garment of praise, O oh God. This covering that you have over me, O oh God. You cover me. And I rest in the shelter of your wings. Open up my eyes, O oh God, that I may see the area and the places that you have protected me. May my life be a testimony of you, Jesus. That no arrow that flies by day, nor that which flies by night, O oh God, shall come near me. That no weapon fashioned against me will prosper. For you are with me. 
even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You are my protector, O oh God. You are my covering. You are the one that I seek, O oh God. You are the one that I desire. Lift up my head, O oh God, that I may see clearly that which you are doing in my life and where I have to play a part, Heavenly Father. Then give me the strength, O oh God, to get rid of the things that are pulling me backwards. Let there be an exchange in my life today, oh God. Let there be an exchange right now, God. Let there be an exchange right now, Lord. song that arises from within you. Revelation 4 verse 9 says, whenever the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to him who sits on the throne and who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne and say, you are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they were created, and have their being. Jesus, Jesus, take over. Take over, O oh God. Take over, Lord. 